Welcome to the AI Hustle Podcast, the podcast where we break down the latest in AI news, tools, and interview experts helping you hustle and do more using AI. If you've been following the podcast for a while, you'll know that over the last six months, I've been working on a stealth AI startup. Of the hundreds of projects I've covered, this is the one that I believe has the greatest potential. So today I'm excited to announce AI Box. AI Box is a no-code AI app building platform paired with the App Store for AI that lets you monetize your AI tools. The platform lets you build apps by linking together AI models like ChatGPT, MidJourney, and Eleven Labs eventually will integrate with software like Gmail, Trello, and Salesforce so you can use AI to automate every function in your organization. To get notified when we launch and be one of the first to build on the platform, you can join the waitlist at AIbox.ai. The link is in the show notes. We are currently raising a seed round of funding. If you're an investor that is focused on disruptive tech, I'd love to tell you more about the platform. You can reach out to me at jaden at AIbox.ai. I'll leave that email in the show notes. Everybody knows that AI is the hot topic when it comes to investors and when it comes to you know venture capital, what is being built um, and backed right now. But it's kind of hard sometimes to quantify what exactly that means, what exactly that looks like. So today on the podcast, we're going to be diving into some recent reports, some numbers, and breaking down just how much AI has proliferated into the market, um, how much money is going into the sector, and how much we expect this industry to grow into the future. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Swiss banking behemoth UBS Financial Services recently put out a report with a lot of really interesting statistics in there. Essentially, one of the main things is that they anticipate a very massive rise in demand for artificial intelligence over the next five years. So um, in an analysis note issued on Tuesday, UBS increased its guidance for long-term AI end demand, and they, for, uh, they forecasted from you know a 20% compound annual growth rate for uh, 2020 to 2025, and they have now increased that um, to an impressive 61% compound annual growth rate between 2022 to 2027. So obviously that is more than triple what they were previously um, predicting. And I think that's, you know, really, uh, really showing obviously AI isn't this new thing. It's not like we just, you know, this crazy new invention came out and um, all of a sudden we're going to be building a lot of things. AI has been a really impressive technology for a long time. And of course, ChatGPT going super viral kind of brought that to the forefront for a lot of regular consumers and uh, because of that I believe for a lot of venture capitalists and investors but despite that the technology has always been very very useful and it's very integrated into everything and it has been for the last 10 years so the fact that just you know this year we've decided to triple what our forecast on the usage I think really speaks to kind of a paradigm shift and an overall market trend uh, that we're going to be seeing in the future. UBS's global wealth management Chief Investment Officer Americas Solita Marcielli um, noted, this is what they said, we don't think AI is a bubble given clear use cases and solid long-term visibility, but recommend investors consider companies with clear monetization trends. So the announcement really reinforces, I think, the financial potential of this massive um, industry and this massive sector. AI enterprises have significantly contributed to the global tech market capitalization, which has seen a $6 trillion growth year over year, with AI-related enterprise providing a $2 trillion chunk of that, which, you know, some people might say, hey, you know, that's only uh, 30% of that. But, like, if you think of every industry on the planet, 
and third and 30 percent went to ai that, that is a pretty significant chunk so you know people are asking is ai kind of the new gold mine what does this look like so according to ubs global um ai demand is going to balloon from 28 billion in 2022 to a staggering 300 billion by 2027 um, and the firm pinpoints two critical components of the AI sector, an infrastructure layer and an application and data layer. So while the bulk of current expenditures are in the infrastructure component right now, there is an emphasis on building and training vast data sets. The application and data segment is predicted to grow over the medium to long term. So Marcelli believes the sector will expand thanks to the innovative use cases of generative AI technologies like co-pilots, imagery, and also big data uh, analytics. And this is what was this is what Marcelli specifically said about that. Significant opportunities over the next few quarters include AI co-pilots in office productivity software, rising demands for big data analytics, and AI integrations in image, video, and enterprise applications. So. In the analysis eyes, the applications and data sector could bring in $170 billion in revenue by 2027, and that's compared to $130 billion for the infrastructure layer. So actually, the infrastructure layer won't be bringing in as much, according to their predictions. Um, and that, they said, has a compound annual growth rate of 139% and 38%, respectively. So UBS suggests investors shift their focus to the AI software ecosystem, warning that uh, infrastructure-related businesses like NVIDIA, NVIDIA uh, currently have high valuations. And this guidance comes even as NVIDIA kind of announced plans to make its cloud-based AI supercomputing software service, uh, GDX Cloud, widely accessible, right? So a lot of people are very bullish on NVIDIA because of that. So, um, you know, when it comes to kind of shaking the money tree and investments, uh, that are kind of currently pouring into AI, I think despite macroeconomic uncertainties and increasing, or, you know, increased interest rates that we're seeing, you know, in the US, but also globally, I think um, investments in AI remain really, really strong. So last week, German software giant SAP disclosed, you know, direct investments into three AI startups, Cohere, Anthropic, and Alpha Alpha. And this move followed, you know, Microsoft's obviously $10 billion bet on OpenAI in January. I think interestingly, a pitch book and a collision survey revealed that 74% of global VCs invested in AI or machine learning startups over the past 18 months, and 14% claimed to have made more than six investments in this area. So this is obviously a very hot area and a very big, uh, big area of focus. So according to research by McKinsey, the number of companies that are utilizing AI has more than doubled since 2017. Um, and of course, you know, those numbers are a little bit old because I, I'm almost certain if you uh, when this poll is redone, you know, halfway through this year or even um, at the end of 2023, th this is going to be some massive, massive shifts as I believe virtually every company will be using AI. Um, a, a vast majority, even you know, electricians and plumbers are going to be using this to write, uh, if nothing else, blog posts and marketing content. Um, every single industry, you know, graphic designers, interior designers, um, all sort of travel agencies, like every sort of business and industry you can imagine will be integrating AI tools and AI workflows into what they're doing. Um, so I, I see that number expanding significantly on the next survey. Venture capital funding globally dipped almost 15% or 50% in H1 of 20. 
2023, and that's according to data from um, PitchBook. Um, but still, AI startups saw over $40 billion investments in the past six months, including, of course, I, I mean, I, uh, people say that a lot, like, oh man, $40 billion investments in the last six months. But I think we also need to remember that uh, part of that is Microsoft's $10 billion into OpenAI, so there's 25% of it. And then, of course, $1.3 billion went to Inflection AI. Um, and so I believe that, you know, the kind of overall industry decline doesn't seem to have really deterred investors. Um, with nearly 68% claiming their investment uh, pace over the last 18 months is near normal. But I also think that that's a self-reported, um, and you're definitely going to find a lot of VCs and investors saying, no, no, you know, we're just doing a normal investment pace. Um, they don't want to say like, oh, no, we've slowed down because it's going to make their firms look, um, you know, weak or seem like they're not able to raise their next round. So I think there's also that kind of psychology in behind that uh, 68% response. So a lot of people have been asking, are we going to see a promising second half of this year? Economic challenges and rising rates obviously have left a big mark on the overall industry. Um, and I think as investors and companies kind of navigate a world of higher interest rates and fewer exit opportunities, I think they become a little bit more selective right now, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. Um, obviously, the market in uh, in the bull run, in my opinion, was absolutely uh, un it's, it's unconscionable. Uh, companies received money that never should have. Um, some really big plays were made that that shouldn't have. We've seen a lot of uh, shareholder value that was not returned during that kind of time frame and from companies in that time frame. And so I think that um, maybe pulling back a bit, I think pulling back a bit was definitely healthy for the economy overall. So I think um, a considerable de a considerable decline in the number of deals across all stages has been seen. Um, with the first seed round seeing a 44% drop in the U.S. So I think despite that, um, many companies likely are going to run low on cash by H2 of 2023. Um, and I think that the market may see a moderate pickup in demand as uh, Mary Donfrido, a partner at Bessemer Venture Partners, puts it. Uh, she said, more companies will need to come to market to fully finance their plans. So I think this kind of robust outlook for AI amidst, you know, these economic challenges that we're currently seeing underlies a really critical role that AI is going to play in shaping the future and also in, in the market overall in general. I think companies and investors are betting really big on AI right now. Um, and I think that that is going to bring a lot of big technological innovation and adoption. And I will have to agree uh, with what was said about uh, the AI and what some people are calling the AI bubble. I specifically have to agree with Marcelli um, when it was said, we don't think AI is a bubble given clear use cases and solid long-term visibility, um, but recommend investors consider companies with clear monetization trends. I think if you're looking at companies with clear monetization trends, um, and I, I think that that is the way to go. I think that, of course, AI is very you know exciting and new right now, but I think with its real world applications and use cases and the ability that you know we've literally seen how much money uh, this is saving companies how much more effective this is making employees i i fail to see this as the same kind of bubble we've seen in other um, asset classes with even web3 and crypto um, i think ai is is a different player and i'm really excited to see 
where this industry goes and the technological advancements we see because of it. If you are looking for an innovative and creative community of people using ChatGPT, you need to join our ChatGPT creators community. I'll drop a link in the description to this podcast. We'd love to see you there where we share tips and tricks of what is working in ChatGPT. It's a lot easier than a podcast as you can see screenshots, you can share and comment on things that are currently working. So if this sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the comment. We'd love to have you in the community. Thanks for tuning in to the AI Hustle podcast. If you could do us a massive favor, we would really, really appreciate it if you could leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps people find the podcast. It helps people know this is a good place to go. And we would really, really appreciate it as it helps us continue to bring on incredible guests and share incredible content for you to listen to.